Hello everyone, I am back, I am back. Oh, okay. So, just feeling to bring some more stories your way. I know in the first podcast I spoke about oh, a very short, brief, little, tiny, itty-bitty snippet of my life and what brought me into doing the work that I'm doing right now. However, I really wanted to hone in a little bit deeper around my healing journey with an underactive thyroid. I know that this is something that so many that I women that I have been in touch with over various aspects of my life and that you know people are suffering with something very similar if not something the same and I want to kind of share my journey let you know just I don't know let you know the things about it because it is a very big driver as to why I am here doing the work that I am doing and it's, it's a massive driver as to why I've done the work that I have done in the past so outside of a job that I used to have many many moons ago I created a career based on very much this story and not based on the story specifically but this story was a big driver as to why I did a lot of the things that I did and in my last podcast I think I touched base on or touched on um my why as a mum um a bit of a, a bit of a story around you know, becoming a mother and making the choices that I made and I did touch briefly on my hormonal journey there but I wanted to give more specifics to it because I think it's a pretty um it's a pretty common story but so many women that I speak to and I have been in touch with over the years um either still suffering with something like a hormonal issue um or they you know aren't even aware that this is even a thing anyway I'm gonna stop rambling about what I'm talking about I'm actually just going to jump right into it but before I start that I really have felt not to put like an intro on my podcasts and literally to just be like hey guys welcome back thanks for tuning in again so I'm gonna see how that goes I'd love your feedback if anyone's listening um, and prefer an intro. I have one recorded. It's just sitting there and I haven't done anything with it. And I, I'm not sure if, if you like it without the intro, let me know. I'd be interested to see what you think. Um, but let's jump into my story or my journey about or around my, my thyroid issue, my hormonal issue, the biggest driver as to why I work or have worked specifically with women in the past because I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> not an easy, not an easy task being a woman, especially a woman with um, hormonal issues. So I think if we start at the beginning and I give you a bit of a background story on what I suffered with, what I was diagnosed with, let's start there. Let's start there. So I think I was early 20s. I can't specifically remember my age. Look, you're probably even looking at 21, 20, so very, very early age. 
or early 20s, I was such a baby, I guess, looking back now. I thought I was pretty, pretty bloody mature, but um, I wasn't. Um, I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid. And for those of you who haven't heard of this before or don't know what this is, um, it basically means that your thyroid is not producing the hormones that it is supposed to do. So your thyroid is a gland that lives within your neck. It's kind of like a butterfly shape. Um, and it produces not all, but some of your estrogen. Pretty certain. So it's all these like thyroid hormones. I'm not going to get too specific with what exactly it creates, but it helps to create balance within your hormonal system in the body. So between your ovaries um, and your thyroid, they kind of work together to keep your body at a balance hormonally. And, and they both, both areas produce um, all the specific female hormones that make us women that give us the ability to reproduce, to cycle, all those sorts of things. So I had an underactive one, which meant that it wasn't doing the job it was supposed to be doing. It wasn't producing the hormones that it was supposed to be producing. And I didn't know this at the time, but what that meant was that my, my hormones were out of whack. I had too much estrogen at some stage. I think I even had too much progesterone Progesterone at some stage. Um, and anyway, my body was telling my thyroid not to produce a specific hormone because apparently my body already had too much. There are so many avenues that I could take it down right now in terms of why your body does that. But if you at all want any more information on that, I can put you in the right direction. I am not a endocrinologist. I am not a doctor. I am just somebody who has experienced this and this is my journey and my story. So take what you need to leave what you don't need. So I was uh, diagnosed with an underactive thyroid at the early ages of 20. I went to the doctor obviously to get this diagnosis and after numerous blood tests, they came to that conclusion that it was underactive. So what alerted me to this, um, to going to a doctor and seeking some help around my health was rapid, rapid weight gain. I was, I think I gained like 20 kilos very, very fast in a very short period of time of say, let's say three, three months, if I'm remembering correctly. It was quite a while ago, okay? <laughs> my memory's not the greatest. It was a while ago. Um, so I I obviously sought the assistance of a doctor and a GP and we had some blood tests done and that was the conclusion. Underactive thyroid, my thyroid was not doing what it should be doing and as things go, um, I was placed on medications. I was placed on what's called thyroxine. So I was told to essentially take this um, synthetic hormone and for the rest of my life, this was a condition that at that stage in, I guess, life and the world that, you know, these sorts of hormonal issues were lifelong. Um, I don't know. I don't know many doctors that, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to go down that avenue. <laughs> I was told to basically suck it up 
this is you for the rest of your life. Um, get on with it. Your, you know, your body isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. And so this medication here is going to help assist with that. Never once was there ever a, a look into why this occurred. I obviously was not born with this. Um, I ne it was never an issue for me in the past. Uh, however, at this point in my life, it became an issue. And so we were addressing it the way I knew how, the way I feel like society knows how to do, and that is to put all faith and trust in a GP and get the, the right medication or the right protocol to follow in order to fix, and I say fix in quotation marks, fix the issue. And I, you'll learn why I put those word in quotation marks. So here I was, little old me, young as and really adapting to having to take medication with the belief that I was taking it for the rest of my life. That was essentially what I was told. And because society puts so much trust in our um, medical system, I was just like, righto, let's do this. This is me forever. I didn't question anything because, you know, the doctor knows best, right? However, a few years after that, or I guess even from that moment on, I felt so much discomfort in believing or gaining comfort in knowing that I would be on medication for the rest of my life. And this was kind of something that I'd be carrying with me forever. And at the early young ages of, you know, 2021, 20, 22, it's a fucking long time. It is a fucking long time to be dealing with a health issue for the rest of my life. And I guess something really sparked in me and I wasn't, I wasn't um, willing to accept that as my reality. I don't know. I, there was something within me that was like, this is, this is not okay. I'm way too young to be medicated for the rest of my life. I'm way too young to be consistently seeking doctors. Oh, I should be in, not even in my prime. Like I should be so goddamn healthy. My body should be doing all the things that it should be doing but for whatever reason. And I know the reason I'll share that with you shortly, but for the reason at that point in my life, my body was not functioning the way I, the way it should have been. And I decided to seek help of a naturopath. And I know I shared a little bit about that journey with you guys on my first podcast. So if you missed that, go back and listen to podcast number one, and it will give you a brief outline as to what I kind of did with my naturopath. We went on this really nice deep six month journey of healing my body on a physical level, getting to the point where I felt, or my body was responding perfectly to all the supplements um, and all of my blood tests at this stage after six months were coming back um, with no indication of any thyroid issue at all. Perfectly balanced hormones, feeling good, looking good. My naturopath was super fucking happy with where everything was. And so we took the plunge to go off the medication to stop taking thyroxine and we tested again. And my levels stayed really well. So what I did with that naturopath was strip back my diet, taking away all of the inflammatory foods um, and really looking at releasing physical stresses on my body. So at this stage, predominantly the food was the focus of um, 
cleaning up some inflammatory markers um, and I guess resetting. I think it was more of like yeah, a, a hormonal kind of reset um, in diet and supplementation. So I did that process for about six months. God, there were some freaking nasty things that I was taking. It was absolutely horrible. Some of the shit tasted so vile. I can't even tell you what they were a long time ago, but it wasn't pleasant, but I did it because I knew that this was right. It was right for my body. And at that stage we were looking at, um, you know, having children and that, you know, if, there is ever a reason to want to change or do something different children are definitely a massive driver for me I know personally so. um with a naturopath I finally got to the place where we were really comfortable with me being off the medication and one of my last sort of or one of the last appointments I had with her we she she actually asked me you know what happened before your diagnosis that created stress and to little old young me I never really understood what stress actually was you know stress to me looked like or felt like you know stressing out worrying so much worry in my head and fear and being so busy that you don't have five seconds for yourself like I didn't fully grasp what it meant to experience stress I just thought it was all a, a sort of mind mind game or mind thing um that we occurred you know that busy people you know um experience not young 21 year olds that are running around gallivanting all over the place having a fat time enjoying life uh little did i know (laughs) that that was probably a very big stressor to my body was all the alcohol that i'd consumed all the really terrible foods that i was consuming in those earlier 20s so I, I was really perplexed by this question by my naturopath, you know, find out what it is that created this. So she, you know, she led, led me on a bit of a, a bit of a discovery journey of what occurred before I, be, I was diagnosed, no, within a few years before I was diagnosed. And I, I couldn't, I, in that appointment, I couldn't actually give her an answer as to what stress occurred in my life. Um, as I said, I didn't really know what stress meant. So I left that appointment quite puzzled and really unsure as to what my next step was and how was I going to deal with this stress that she wanted me to deal with when I didn't even know what it was, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't in, it wasn't, I don't know, it maybe came a, a few days or a few weeks after that appointment that I realized that. A few years prior to my um, diagnosis, I lost my grandmother and that was a massive impact on me personally, on my family. As you can understand, if you have lost a, a grandmother that is, or, you know, somebody so close and dear to you, you, we get it. You know, we know what grief does to us. We know the turmoil and the upheaval and the change and the hurt and the pain and the stress at this gives us and that places upon our body but little did I know at that time that I I actually hadn't really dealt with this stress and this is I guess why I do what I do now is because at that time 
I guess, dealing with my grandmother's death and the changes within the family and everyone's hurt and pain, I I held it all in. I didn't really emotionally express it. Yes, I cried. I cried, but I didn't talk about it because I was worried I was going to upset somebody else or I was worried that somebody else was going to be crying around me. And at that point in my life, I really wasn't comfortable with people expressing their emotions around me, nor was I really comfortable about expressing my own. You know, I had tears at the funeral. I bawled my eyes out. Of course, when I got the phone call, um, I was an absolute sobbing, wailing mess in the hospital when I saw her. It was as you know any human that's experienced a loss so dear and so close we get it you know I and I know you get it so I'm not going to go so deeply into the emotions that I felt but I can look back now and say I didn't feel them I really suppressed a lot of my anger my anxiety my worry my fear my grief there was a lot of it I didn't express in fear of triggering an emotion in somebody else and that was really due to my own level of or lack of emotional intelligence or emotional awareness and so I held it in and I bottled it in for years and years until finally my body couldn't handle it anymore and this is what's happening this is what happens to our body if we are not dealing with the stresses which can be emotional, physical, mental, um, spiritual. It can, you know, our stresses come on all planes of the body. And if we're not dealing with them, they fester and they harbor and they sit within our body and they, it's like stagnant water. If you are not cleaning the fish tank, I have some wild analogies and they just come to me, but I trust that they make sense to everybody. But if you don't clean your fish tank, those fish can't swim. So if you think of those fish as being the emotions and they're stuck in this stagnant water and that water is your body or the energy of your body, the fish get stuck. They can't move. They don't have freedom. They can't express themselves through their movement, right? And so this creates stagnancy within the body. So if you think about our body and we're keeping those fish stuck, they stay there and they probably die and they probably fester and turn really more green and goopy and gross and stagnant and disgusting and smelling. This is what happens in our body when we don't express our emotions or we don't create some sort of release for ourselves to move through or allow our emotions to move through us. And so for me, when I was was meant to be grieving my grandmother's death, I actually didn't. I stored it all in because of the fear outside of me, the worry that other people would be expressing their emotions with me and I couldn't handle my own emotions, let alone somebody else's emotions. So I just held it all within. Everything was fine, moseying on with life, getting through life until one day, bam, my health fucking fails. And I see this and since then have seen this over and over and over with my clients, not only my clients that I work with now in the capacity that I do, but also in the women that I used to coach in the gym through strength training, hence why I opened that space. Maybe that's another story for another day. But if we are not expressing or releasing or working through our stresses, aka our emotions for me in this story 
then our body turns stagnant and then it starts to fester and then it starts to create ailments to get your awareness. So those emotions initially are like, hey, feeling something here, I need you to express this. And when you shove those emotions down and you block them and stop them, like, righto, well, I'm not going anywhere, so I'm going to sit here, I'm going to start rotting. And then when they start rotting, they keep rotting, unless we're bringing our awareness to them, they just fester. And when they get to a certain level of festeriness, <laughs> and they become physical ailments, okay? And because for me personally, I wasn't expressing, so I wasn't verbalizing my pain, I wasn't verbalizing my worry or my stress or my fear or my grief. I wasn't speaking about the death of my grandmother. I therefore created a thyroid issue. And if you think of where your thyroid lives, that beautiful butterfly gland that is enveloping your vocal cords, it makes sense that that is what fell out of alignment or became ill. I wasn't talking, I wasn't expressing. So those organs in that area of my body became stagnant and became ill, fell out of alignment and stopped working. So this, this journey of healing that was really ignited by that question of what stress or what was this stress that occurred prior to your diagnosis that you haven't dealt with? And I kind of had the aha moment maybe a couple of weeks after this consultation with my naturopath and I didn't know how to deal with it. How do you deal with emotions? How do you deal with something that occurred so many years ago? And I was in the shower and um, before my grandmother passed and the last gift that my grandmother and grandfather gave to me as you know, a unit, I guess, was a pair of diamond earrings. And since my grandmother's death, I wore these diamond earrings, like, religiously. I, If I wasn't wearing them, it was, you know, I was doing some sort of disservice to the woman that I loved and that was my grandmother. So I wore them all the time and I, I absolutely loved them. But one night in the shower, I was washing my hair and I heard, like, a ching on the tiles on the floor and I noticed it was the backing of these diamond earrings and I turned the shower off like I freaked absolutely freaked out turned the shower off and started searching for the diamond earring the stud itself I found the backing but I never found the front of it and this is a massive catalyst to my healing I called out to Dan who's my husband at the time he was my partner and I we just started searching. I just deep within me, I knew that that earring had to have gone down the drain. There is nowhere else it couldn't have gone. It wasn't stuck in my hair. It obviously, wasn't any clothes. I was in the shower, so I'm searching through my hair. I'm searching through the shower mat in hopes that it was stuck in my hair or it was stuck on the shower mat. Um, but it wasn't. We searched for quite a while, and the whole time I was searching, I was a blubbering mess absolute blubbering mess. I went through so many emotions of anger and shame, like, and how, why the fuck were you wearing these, you idiot? Of course you're going to lose them. Of course this is something. So much shit. 
was going through my head and I'd let my grandmother down by losing the very last gift that she ever gave me and I'll never get anything from her again and all this emotion was just coming up and these words are just coming out and I was just crying and I was talking and God, poor Dan probably didn't know what the hell to do with me. He had never seen me in this state before. And we concluded to the fact that I was never going to find that earring again. So I took the other earring out and I placed it in my jewelry box and I never touched them. I never wore them after that. But this massive outburst of emotion was the catalyst for me to start talking and expressing. And I shared the whole story. And unfortunately, Dan never actually met my grandmother. So he never really felt the true impact that this woman had on my life and also the lives of those around her. She was just a magical human being. Um, and so I just shared everything and I just talked and talked and we just sat on my bed. I think I was still in my towel at this time sat on our bed and I just cried and he just held space for me and he just sat there. He didn't say anything, but he just let me let years and years of grief and hurt and pain and sadness and sorrow out. Then he allowed me to express my anger for losing this earring. I was able to actually let out the things that I wish I said, but I never said, I wish I had told her the apologies I wish I had for her, like before she died, you know, she was not in a great way. She had dementia and I was, I was a filthy fucking teenager and I probably didn't show her the respect that she deserved or that I used to show her. And so I had so much guilt around that. And I expressed everything and I let everything out. Little did I know that this is exactly what my naturopath was talking about. This is exactly what I needed to do in order to heal and to deal with the stress that was created in my life that created this underactive thyroid. And after after this expression, I mean, I, I felt fucking incredible to let all of that out. I felt so free and so... It just felt so good to just share what I had never been able to share before. Little did I know that this was the, you know, the healing part of all of this and healing this thyroid issue. Um, but funny, funny story, a couple of months after that, maybe even six to six to 12 months after that, I actually found that fucking earring. <laughs> it never went down the drain. Well, I assumed it never went down the drain. It was I actually found it behind the bathroom door. Now I'm talking six or twelve months of cleaning, vacuuming, moving, shifting, cleaning towels, you know, washing, all of that stuff for up to twelve months. I can't quite remember how long after it was, but anywhere between six or twelve months after I lost that earring, I actually found it behind the bathroom door. So thanks, Marnie. That's why I used to call my grandma. Thanks, Marnie. She absolutely returned that earring to me once I had healed all of that. But by the time I found that earring, I was no longer on medication. I was no longer harboring any issues with my thyroid. I was able to express freely and openly and use my voice. Um, that, you know, I was then perfectly gifted with an earring that I thought I'd lost. Well, I had lost. I had lost fucking gone um gifted with the earring back and safe to say I've never worn them again <laughs> they just sit so perfectly in my jewelry box 
as a beautiful reminder of the journey that I had been on with my health and my healing of that. And so I guess this is a story that really really ignited so much within me because I know I wasn't the only one suffering with this thyroid issue that later on in life after I had children um, I wanted to create change for other women it's so common that our hormonal systems fall out of whack when we are um, you know when we aren't expressing we are harboring things we are holding on to things we are not letting things go and dealing and healing with our shit that our body starts to, you know, not fail, but it starts to fall apart. It starts to create illnesses and issues in order for you to go, hey, wake up. Like your body is speaking to you when things aren't working the way they should be. And if we're not listening, they just get worse and worse and worse. And for me, I wasn't listening to those emotions, right? I was never expressing those emotions. And so I wasn't listening. And then the weight started piling on. And I'm sure there was other things going on in my body, but I just did not notice any of it. I didn't know. I didn't know this then, but it was such a beautiful journey to go on. And then in order to help other women do the same and to heal their thyroid issues or their hormonal issues or to gain more awareness of their bodies and how their hormonal systems function and how their period works and you know all of that juiciness like so much so much beauty came from my pain I guess so much beauty came from my pain and I was able to help so many women create a better relationship with their body purely from my own journey and from my own story. And I'm somebody who will never teach unless I have embodied it, unless I have experienced it, and unless I have gone through it. I will never teach from a place that I am not aware of and I don't understand. And so this story and this journey that I was on created so much of my why, like one of my deepest whys as to why I got into the work that I'm doing now and the work that I was doing previously, why I got into helping women create better relationships with themselves, not only on, um, you know, an emotional, spiritual level, but also on that physical, hormonal womanhood level. There is so much that our body is trying to tell us. And if we're not listening, we're missing out on it. And we're, you know, yeah, we're missing out on so much if we are not connected to ourselves. We are missing out on so much of the beauty of life. Um, yeah, and I feel like I just, I feel like I really wanted to share that story. And if you feel like you're suffering from anything um, on a physical level or your body is not working the way it should be, you start questioning that. And this is what I've always said to the women that I work with is question why. Why is this coming up? Why is this showing up for you? Your body holds all of the answers, all of the answers. Sometimes we just need to go digging, need to go searching, or we need to hire somebody to help us dig and search because, hell, I didn't know. I didn't know that it all, you know, this thyroid issue all boiled down to a massive stress issue that I had, you know, an emotional issue really that I hadn't dealt with from the passing of my grandmother. I didn't know this stuff, but I hired somebody who I didn't know she knew this. I just thought she was going to help me on a physical level, let, let alone an emotional and a spiritual level and a mental level. I didn't know that, but 
I guess it was divinely, she was divinely placed in my life and in my path so that I could become the woman that I am now. And, you know, I'm so forever grateful. I think I, I, um, I send everyone in the Canberra area that I speak to, to her, that have got any ailment with their body going on, I send them to her because she was such a profound part of my journey and, you know, me becoming the woman and the healer and the coach that I am today because I want, I genuinely deep down want to help women get to a place in their bodies, in themselves, that they feel great, they feel comfortable. We're experiencing life at our fullest. So if you have any health concerns or any issues or any stresses or any worries or any emotions that you are holding on to, not letting go of, or you're not healing from, I really encourage you to go deep within yourself and find out why. You know, why is this showing up for me? What can I do in order to heal from this? And it's just simply sitting with yourself in silence with a journal maybe or your hand on your heart and just ask the questions. Your body has all of the answers. And if I'd have known this stuff back then, I guess I wouldn't be where I am today, but I, I would have been able to go on this journey and help myself. Um, and I guess I knew there was something deep within me that said, you know, Steph, it's it's not okay to be put on medication for the rest of your life. There is something better. There is something greater out there. My soul really led me to where I was going and to now where I am now. But I just, I was so unconsciously aware of that was even happening. I had no idea, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll go give that a try and see what happens here. Without knowing, you know, lo and behold, I've gone on this incredible journey and becoming the woman that I am and doing the stuff that I do with women um, and children. I haven't worked with men and that's through no particular reason, I guess. It's just that I, I'm drawn to women. I have been through so much in my life that women go through. So I help, specifically help women and children move through their shit so that, that we can all live a life that we were born to live. Anyway, that is my story. That is my story about my thyroid issue. I hope it brings you some light and some awareness. If you have any questions at all on this, um, I am more than willing to answer them for you. Just get in touch. You can jump on my socials. My handle is wellness with Steph Lang or at Wellness with Steph Lang. Um, you can jump on my website, which is www.wellnesswithstephlang.com.au. You can flick me an email at admin at wellnesswithstephlang.com.au and I will be more than happy to have a conversation with you and guide you in the right direction if you are going through anything or experiencing anything within your body that you you know, wish to move through, wish to heal. And right now it is the 2nd of February, 2022, and it is currently two, uh, 22 minutes past two. So if that's not an indicator that this is where we're ending this, then I don't know what is. But beautiful, beautiful fucking numbers. How cool is that? 222, the 2nd of the 2nd, 
2022. And on that note, I leave you there with all of that beautiful juiciness. And I hope that resonates. I hope that it lands and I hope that it sparks some sort of questioning within yourself to go and investigate what it is that's going on for you. And if you need any help, you know where to find me. Much love to you, honey. Mwah.